0: Hello and welcome to Cardinal Call, your weekly dose of UW-Madison campus news from the Daily Cardinal Student Newspaper. I'm your host, Oliver Gearhurst. Last year, a massive global data breach affected tens of millions of people and thousands of organizations. One affected organization was the National Student Clearinghouse, through which 160,000 UW System records were stolen. Today we're joined by campus news editor Liam Barron to discuss the data breach and the UW System's response. Thanks for being here, Liam.
1: Thank you for having me, Oliver.
0: So when did the data breach take place?
1: So the data breach occurred in the NSC's infrastructure on May 29th, um, 2023. UW was notified on June 28th, 2023. So it was about a month span uh, until the UW system knew.
0: I feel like it's important to establish the responses of other universities once they were aware of the data breach.
1: Yeah, so there was quite a few universities that ended up doing a more public response in terms of their data breaches. When they got that June notification, or whenever it was from the NSC, um, they put out notifications to their students or former applicants, employees, um, campus-facing notifications that said, hey, the NSC has suffered a data breach. Some of our information was in there. We're still assessing. We're still trying to figure out what all sort of information could have been compromised in this. So that was method that some other universities took. um, The two that I detail in this article are the University of Illinois system and Michigan State University, which both put out public facing statements, um, and both had spokespeople who justified those methods to me as sort of a harm reduction and also education tool to make sure people know what to do in case their data gets breached.
0: Yeah. So now that we've got that established, what was the UW system's response?
1: Yeah. So the UW system chose not to put out a public notification. In September, UW System schools were eventually named in regulatory reports to California regulators. Um, The NSC submitted, but there's never any sort of public uh, acknowledgement of that. and No news broke from that. But the UW System justified that sort of response in a statement to me as seeing that the data breach didn't have that large of an impact and that the, it was ultimately contained to a very small number of people. Uh, they didn't provide me an exact number, um, even with repeated questions. So I, we're still unsure how many people that was, but they said that you know the, throughout the entire process, they were confident that there wasn't a large enough gravity to justify a public response that might've caused people to be more concerned than they should have been.
0: Was their lack of a public-facing statement legal?
1: It's complicated. I'm not a lawyer. The information security professor who I spoke to, one of them, isn't a lawyer and the other one isn't as well. But there was a concern that Wisconsin has a data breach law that mandates that organizations who suffer data breaches need to reach out to people within 45 days of learning that they've suffered a data breach. There was a line in an email that I received related to these cyber attacks that said that there were records for which UW couldn't match the address to the person whose information was leaked. So there's a question of what response the UW is legally required to do in that situation. Under state law, if an organization cannot connect the address of a person who they haven't previously contacted to a record They're required to give some sort of alternate notification system. Um, That could be a TV disclaimer. That could be something in a newspaper. But they are required to sort of somehow try to get in contact in a way that's reasonably calculated to provide notice. Um, And the UW system didn't tell me what that response was. I did ask them about that, and that wasn't included in the statement I received back. So it's... We're unsure. the NSC is a third party and that's something that people have stressed to me as I've been reporting on this so it's unclear if that data breach law would apply to UW in this circumstance because it wasn't their data breach it was the NSC's
0: oh on the topic of it being a third party i think there's a lot of questions raised of what third parties have access to UW system data
1: yeah that's that's been a pretty consistent concern i've heard about in my reporting on this the two information school professors i talked to both separately mentioned that you know, the NSC does have access to a large, large, large amount of student information, not just from the UW, but from schools across the country. And, you know, there are questions about what are they doing with all that information? Do they need to actually have all that information to fulfill their role? So there was a you know big concern. Um, one of the things that a information school professor, Dorothea Salo, mentioned to me was that she would like to see the UW system adopt data minimization uh, policies. So whenever they're sending off data to a third party, whether that's, you know, the National Student Clearinghouse or any of the other various third parties that they work with, that the amount of data they send should be as minimal as possible so that the third party can still do their job. And, you know, this isn't just a UW issue. Across higher education, institutions have problems with data breaches, and they have concerns about the amount of data that's being sent to third parties. Um, So, you know, I, I think that is something that's on people's minds, especially as we keep seeing cyber attacks become an increasingly common part of the higher education sphere and generally the online world
0: we live in. Is there anything you learned over the course of your reporting that stuck out to you?
1: Yeah, I think one of the most interesting things I learned about was that it's not always a clear cut decision in terms of data breach notifications, um, public facing ones. Uh, In private, you know, you want to make sure that you're informing whoever has data breached, uh, whoever can be tied to records, hey, your data is at risk, you should take these protective actions. For the public, there is some disagreement in terms of, you know, if you keep issuing data breach notifications, if people keep receiving these and they don't see any direct impact on their personal lives, would this eventually create a boy who cried wolf effect? You know, would people just start to ignore these? But then at the same time, there's a a counter argument that, you know, these data breaches allow legislators and they allow the public to know when their data is being breached and know better solutions to take care of it. It means that people can take legislative action or policy action in order to circumvent these or change the sort of systems in place that might allow them to occur. So it was interesting to learn about the sort of not clear consensus on what the best move is in all all given circumstances. Um, University officials I talked to at the University of Illinois and the Michigan State University, you know, said that they want to inform students and their community members about the risks of data breaches Um, And make sure they could take protective actions before their data was accessed or before, you know, harm would fall upon their credit, their financial life, their personal life, etc. But the professor at UW-Madison School of Information that I talked to also said, you know, we aren't always clear if data breach notifications really cause people to change their behaviors in that sort of way. And so it's interesting to learn about the sort of mixed consensus on what the best approach is to handle data breach notifications to the public,
0: has the UW system issued any new statements since your article came out?
1: There was no statement from the UW system itself, but University of Wisconsin System President Jay Rothman attended a luncheon that the mm-hmm. Milwaukee Press Club was holding. I needed to address some questions from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's higher education reporter Kelly Meyerhofer on this subject, um, and he he you know said sort of the same things that the uw system spokesperson had said to me um the uw system was confident that it followed the law that the data breach had a mostly minimal impact and that you know they they feel good about their response to to what happened
0: thanks for talking with us today liam
1: yeah thank you so much for having me on oliver
0: In other campus news, Robert Golden will be resigning as the dean of the UW-Madison School of Medicine and Public Health. Golden said he looks forward to returning to life as a faculty member once the leadership baton has passed. In other news, the university announced a 14% increase in minimum stipends for grad student teaching, research, and project assistance. These changes will take effect in the 2024-2025 academic year. This has been the Cardinal Call, created by UW-Madison student journalists. Check out more news and stories at dailycardinal.com.